0: Uh, I am so happy that we are here all together that we can have a message with the whole family and it's all about the Christmas yeah it's all about the Christmas story and interesting enough the Christmas story with a road sign on stage because so often we find ourselves in situations like our past and we want to have a change from our past and we are longing for future but then the future comes and things are so differently than we expected it and we vision it and we we had already the picture how it should be and so often it's so different than what we were thinking about and what we were expecting and the same experience the Jewish people they had a past, they were oppressed from the the Romans and and governed by the Romans and this was their past and they were so much longing for a future with their own king for a future where they be freed from the Romans and they were so much longing for this savior but when he came They they wanted to experience it differently. They thought a king and a king must be born in an educated family, uh, in a family with rank and name and at least with a sword. But Jesus came so differently. Jesus was born into the family of very simple people like Joseph and Mary. And when the wise and the shepherds were looking for, for the king, for the newborn king, they couldn't find him in palace. They couldn't find him among kings. They found him in a manger, in a stable. And this is what the story of Christmas tells us. We expect Jesus so differently, and then we are surprised how he is. But nevertheless, he came as a son of God, even though he was laying in a manger he came as a savior, even though he was born as a baby. He came as a king, even though many hated him.
1: I like the Christmas story from the road sign, you know, because my point is, Jesus accounts people differently than we expected. This is also a very cool thing. Because I think everyone has something in the past, and we have a longing to get rid of, and we believe that the future is always brighter. We always think the past is yet to come, right? We believe in a bright, big future, and we believe we have a God. He can do everything, and he's able to do everything. But Christianity is full of paradoxes. Have you ever thought about it? Even Christ himself is a paradox. There are three reasons why the Christmas story is very, very unique and also a little bit of strength. First of all, the king who serves. It doesn't fit together, right? A savior who dies. Or a judge who forgives. This is crazy. In other words, God will have an encounter with us, but always different. And we have four points in our own family, how God encountered us in a very, very unique way. And our uh, oldest son, Simon, he will start is 19 years old and still single. The first name of God is, he
2: is a strong God. And I realized this in a story I just experienced recently. And you've probably heard of the story when Peter walked on the water and for me, this picture, I felt just the same not a long time ago, because I, last year I finished my school and I could go study or do something else, but I kind of heard Jesus say, Simon, join me on the water. And that, mean, that meant for me that I should join the kids team, the ICF kids team as a staff. And for me, this was very exciting, the first step on the water, my first job, It was very exciting, and I loved the team, I loved the leaders who were beside me. But all of a sudden, our team had some restructure. Some strong leader who had an impact on the kids' ministry for several years, they went back to business. Other people, they got a new job at ICF, and all of a sudden, I felt very alone. And we have here Peter, and this kind of is also me. And the thing is, all of a sudden, I didn't felt as sure anymore. I didn't felt like the water was holding me, and, and I started drowning. I started drowning in the circumstances that I felt that I don't have any leaders left beside me. And I felt alone, and it wasn't a good feeling. It's not a good feeling if you, if you think you're drowning here, help me. And I went home, and I told my mother how I felt, and she said that we should pray. And I, I had a strange look and I, I was asking her, why should we pray once more? I pray all the time. I pray when I wake up. I pray afterwards. I pray, I pray all the time and there's no change. The team is still, I don't have any leaders here. I, I need, I need the change right now. I need something practical. Jesus has to do something practical with this situation. Not just praying for, I don't know for what. And I told her that, I told her that I need a change and I went to sleep and in the next morning, the situation changed. And it didn't change the way I expected it to change. Jesus came into the scene and he lent me his hand and he said, Simon, join me. And I could step out of the water and I didn't feel like drowning anymore. Jesus, he was like, for me, a fortress. He gave me security, he gave me peace And all of a sudden, I saw new ways, new opportunities in the team. And for me, this showed me that Jesus is a strong God, because I thought that he would answer my prayers differently. I thought that he would change the situation, but he changed my perspective. And that's the point. I wasn't in the water, but I was right beside
1: Jesus. Come on. Let's give him a hand. It's a very, very simple and practical way how Jesus encounters us as I told you we have certain things in our past and we are longing for a miracle for the future and we will have an encounter but always differently for example in my life uh, I experienced a healing moment in my own life I'm, uh, for the last 49 years uh, I, I belong to those people I can eat whatever I want and I gain weight that's a gift right I can eat whatever I want, and I gain weight. with other words, are getting bigger and bigger from year to year, and I, I tried everything, every diet you can imagine. I really I know everything about diet. I know everything about food. I know everything, how much calories, for example, a Big Mac has. I know everything in Starbucks, whatever. And for more than 94 years, I love sweet things like a chocolate cake or crème brûlée or Haribo's or whatever. I like the sweet stuff. And I struggled for many, many years and I prayed and I did everything. Uh, ten, ten months ago, we had like a series in our church. We call it Hashtag Jesus. always 40 days before Easter. And I was in the worship time and I asked God, what is my challenge the next 40 days? And I heard clearly, like in a voice, stop eating sugar. No ice cream, no chocolate, no, no Haribo, no creme brulee. And I said, okay, God, I will do it. But after two weeks, I start to, start to shake like, like, like a... Like, a, yeah, like to start to shake. Like my whole body was like, I, I'm addicted. And after 40 days, I lost weight and I, I need one hour less sleep than before. Can you imagine? I lost weight and I need more, less sleep time. And after 40 days, like God was asking me, and now what are you doing? I said, I'll go back to normal like everyone. And God says, who does that? That's stupid. You're losing weight. You need less sleep. And why are you going back to the normal? And God was challenging me, what would happen if you are eating no sugar, no ice cream for one year? You know how long is one year? Flipping long. I said, God, I, I, cannot, I cannot do it. But what I can do is I do 40 days and after the 40 days I go on for the next 40 days and then all of a sudden it's a year. And now I'm at 10th month right now and I lost more than 7 kilos in my own life. And for me, it's like a breakthrough I can never imagine. I eat normal right now and I'm losing weight. I feel healthier. I, I mean, under, under my hair is a, is a, is a six-pack. If this would be not church, i But it's uh, on worldwide right now. i can gonna do this. And I lost seven kilos and I feel really, really fit. And we were uh, together some weeks ago in Paris and I filmed. My family, how they ate sweet stuff in Paris, and here is the clip. So, Susanna, what are you doing? Ooh. Oh, sh- oh Check, this
3: Check this
1: out. Can you imagine? I said to my, "What are you doing?" You know, ten months ago, I will eat that chunk. Yeah, there's no other word for that. It's not healthy, you know? And this is so crazy. And, 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 and I never expected the miracle for me as a breakthrough with a simple word. The healing came differently than I expected. And all of a sudden I realized, God has changed my past into the future. And people ask me, what are you doing after a year? I go on with no sugar. I will not go back anymore because my six pack is amazing. Our God is also a God of
4: hope. And I'm in the last year of high school right now. And early December, I had to hand in my matriculation project. And you could say that this is the last big project you have to hand in before the final exams. And because I chose to do it in a practical, scientific way, I also had to do an experiment. And also, I had to write a lab notebook. And in his lab notebook, I noted everything, very precisely what I did during the experiment. And also, all my thoughts and things that were interesting during this experiment are noted in this document. So you could see that this document is really important for the project. And some days before I had to hand in everything, I wanted to revise this document. And then I found out that I clogged everything. That means all the data, it was lost. And I thought, well, I might have a backup somewhere, and I checked my hard drive, but I didn't find anything. And I thought, Google would know something I could do now. And I was looking for a solution to my problem, but I didn't get any solution. And so I didn't know what I should do, and was really hopeless and desperate. And I knew the only thing that could help me now was the miracle of God, of my God of hope. And so I just put everything away, the work on this project, and I did some other things. And I started to remember things I wrote down in this, in this document. And so I gathered this, those thoughts, and I gathered, and I gathered, and I gathered again. And in the end, I could restore the documents only with my thoughts. And in the end, it was even better than at the beginning, and I could experience what it means to have a God of hope and what it means when He helps us. And at this point, I want to press the pause button and I want to ask you a really personal question: Where do you have situations in your life where you gave up all your hope and all your hope for a miracles for a miracle of God? It could be in your health or in a relationship or somewhere else where you don't find any exit of this situation. But I can tell you today that there is a God of hope, and he will help you, even though he might not help you as you think he will help you. But he will help you because he is a God of hope, and he will never let you down.
1: Come on.
0: From the 1st to the 24th of December, we have a TV program running every evening, The Story of Christmas, and during the time we were filming it, (coughs) during that project, I experienced God as a provider differently. Even though we had a lot of people that were supporting this project with uh, practical ways and also with content wise, I was at my limits at the first day of recording, at the first day out of four four days, I reached already my limits because there were topics, there were inputs we had to record and I felt so empty. I felt like, I don't know what to say in front of the rolling cam. And this is such a bad feeling. And in preparation, I wanted to do anything I could to avoid exactly this bad feeling of limitation and I said to God, God you are my provider you promise to provide but now I feel empty I feel this lack. I did I did think differently of you as a provider I don't feel like you provide and isn't it like that I I think of God as a provider. He would avoid me to experience these limitations in my life. And when I experience it, or even when I have to go above my abilities or my limits, then I think God neglected me. God is not my provider. This was in August when we recorded it. And now in December, I had the chance to see all the episodes, episode day after day. And I realized when I'm looking back that he was my provider. I could see that nothing was missing actually. It was just my feeling. And more, I realized that exactly because of that limitation situation where I feel my limits, where I had to go above my limits, I realized that something in my heart changed because I'm always afraid of lacking of content. And I realized my heart got bigger, my trust got bigger. And so when I look back now, I realized God was a bigger provider than I could ever imagine and experience before. And I'm so thankful, even though these hurtful experiences of limits, no one would go there for free. But God showed him as a bigger provider than I knew him before.
1: Come on. Awesome. No, know, we, we will encounter Jesus, everyone in a different way. And we chose by purpose very, very simple stories. Of course, you could tell you right now amazing miracles. I have plenty of them right now to tell. But we chose ordinary stories because life is always in the ordinary. Life is always in the simple. And there we experience the power and the encounter of Jesus Christ. But all this... Different, you know, but God is strong. He can help me. He is hope. And he is also my healer. I want to close with the last point. Jesus works miracles differently than I expected. Differently than I expected. Can you imagine? Mary, um, the miracle of God in their life meant Bethlehem. When we read the story, Bethlehem, we say, oh, wow, amazing. But from the moment they got the word, go to Bethlehem, it was 170 km. Is there anyone here who walked 170 km? Pregnant? Not with your e-bike? Tesla? It takes you five days. And here's the point. From the word... From a promise of God or from a prophetic word until the miracle takes place is always a journey. It's always a gap. And in the gap, we need hope. We need strength. We need the provider. We need miracles. That means I will not give up because the future is always an action step, a word, and I'm uh, faithful according to the word I heard from God. What is the past A lot of people, they are stuck in the past, because they wish miracle. The wish miracle means here, now, here, now. Means zero KM and zero hours. There are people that are here say God, I prayed for a miracle, here, now. And you do nothing. And the whole Bible is full of stories where people, they God received a word, one word from God, a simple word of God. And God is asking, are you willing to move according that simple word? There's always a difference between the future and the past, is God's miracle means I walk towards the miracle. Or if I stay, I will stay in my addiction. Will stay in my habits, I will stay in my depression. And here's an amazing Bible verse. I'm gonna read it to you in Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. The Bible says, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God is with us, God is with us, God is with us can you ask your personal question are you stuck in the past even though if you're christian you are in a waiting position or you heard one word from me for 10 months ago stop eating sugar It was one word. That's why the Bible says never despise the small beginnings. Never despise a small idea, a small worship song, a small Bible reading, a small prayer time. That's the moment when I hear the Word of God and have a counter and I start to move the 170 kilometers in five days and the miracle is always around the corner. I said to my wife this morning, I read this story many times, but I want to be honest. I have never walked 170 kilometers in my whole entire life. And I said, honey, why are we not doing that next year? Why are you going to vacation to Mallorca? This is flipping boring. Why not saying, let's walk 170 miles, kilometers in our vacation and then write down what Mary and Joseph experienced. And maybe that could be a moment where experience experienced signs and miracles. Can I hear an amen about walking? No, I cannot hear an amen. We prefer flying, right? But often we read stories like that and we don't understand the evenings when the feet were hurting what they felt about the promise of God. He is hope, a healer and he is healing in your own life. The band will play a song and, and just reflect for a moment about your own life, about the sign, the sign road. Where are you right now? Are you here in a, in, in a stuck in a position or you are in a position of saying, I will move. I heard a word of God. I have an idea and I move towards the miracles of God.
3: Save with the heart of a Father, you're all we need. You're here with the hands of the healer, with the power of your spirit, you're all i
1: song can imagine when mary she was pregnant the day she started to walk in five days the one and seven keys the miracle was already in her belly she carried the immanuel the god is with us and this is for me a very encouraging fact actually because even though sometimes we feel like stuck in life stuck in marriage stuck in even in our christianity and i know god is in me he will never leave me he will never forsaken me he's my strength he is my hope, He is my healer, and He is my provider. And I would love to invite you for a prayer because I believe always when we are pray together and when we are quiet for a moment, I always give the Holy Spirit an opportunity that He will minister to us. And I believe it could be like one word. He drops one single idea in your brain. And that idea could sound so simple, but that simple word when I heard 10 months ago no sugar changed my body and my eating and my sleep style in a crazy way and I believe always in the power when we give room to the Holy Spirit maybe you're here you have never given your life to Jesus Christ it could be that you somehow in your journey you lost the connection with God or things happened in your past and you don't understand why God is doing what he's doing and to be honest, sometimes I have questions to God as well. But I will never question God. But I have some question to God. It's not the same thing like questioning God. And before I want to ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you for a miracle, I would love to invite everyone here. If you have never given your life to Christ, or you're a still Christian, you have been Christians, but somehow you left, you drifted, you're not on fire anymore. I would love to give you an invitation right now to be connected with God again, because that's Christmas all about. Can you, can you ask to do a favor? Can we close our eyes for a moment? And if you hear you have never given your life to Christ, or you sense in your heart, I lost the connection with God, If I will die, I'm not sure if I will be together with God. I want to invite you right now where you sit. Then pray this prayer with me. And I prayed a prayer when I was 18 years old. And say, dear Jesus, thank you so much for my unique life. I have failed. I have sinned. forgive me I make you as my Lord and as my Savior and I'm yours forever lead me and guide me bless me and protect me I belong to you forever the Bible says when we pray is prayer we are forgiven, we belong to the family of God. I want to say to you right now, you are forgiven, you belong to the family of God. Welcome home. And I want to ask the whole congregation, everyone we have a past, we have some areas in our life, in our journey, and we have a longing for the future is bright and big like breakthroughs, miracles, provision. God, here we are. Thank you for the fact that you have given us your son, Jesus Christ, and we will never walk alone. We are not hopeless, we are not powerless. You have given us a key for success. Mary she had the word to go to Bethlehem and on the journey they experience miracles can we be quiet for a moment and I just want to ask the Holy Spirit that he whispers to you maybe one word or there's one Bible verse comes to your mind again or one prophetic word someone has given to you many many years ago but somehow you're forgotten Let's listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit right now. Can we do that? That's your moment. We have a God who speaks. We follow a God who sees. And a God who hears, and a God who feels, the word that God has given you right now. I want to seal it in the power of the Father God, in the love of Jesus Christ, in the power of the Holy Spirit. I seal that single word that God has given you right now. I seal it that the devil cannot come and steal it and rob it and destroy it because that word, that idea is the key for a breakthrough in your future. Because you never, never walk alone. And we say, Amen. Yesterday evening before uh, I went to bed, I asked the Holy Spirit, like every night, Holy Spirit, is there anything you want to say to me? And that's always what I love about the moment when we pray together. Just be quiet for a moment and then you hear an idea. Then you hear like, uh, sometimes this is from me or it's from God. Just write it down and wrote it down and... I had an idea for next year where God was somehow saying to me that in a specific month, I should make a pause, a break. And I wrote it down and uh, I said, God, I don't know why, why specific that month? And when I, when I wake up this morning, I had the revelation why. That's church. It's one word. It's one idea. It's one Bible verse and I write it down and I seal it and I will walk according what I heard and miracles are in front of us. That's the whole way how it works. That's cool. That's why we give the Holy Spirit right now so much room. Are you happy? Has he spoken to you? Yeah. Good news. If not, no good news.